0: check this out, one day this uh, lady was out golfing, and it wasn't you, Marianne, just want to clarify, okay, it was another lady, and she was out golfing, and she hit this ball into the woods, and so she went into the woods to look for it, right, well, when she went there, uh, Carol, she, she found this frog in a trap, right, and, and believe it or not, the frog actually said to her, says, excuse me, ma'am, if you would release me from this trap, I'm going to grant you three wishes, so the woman, she's out there, she freed the frog out of this trap, and so the frog said, oh, man, thank you so much, but... I I failed to mention there was a condition to your wishes. Uh, You see, whatever you wish for, your husband is going to get times ten. Yeah. So the woman said, well, that's okay. That's okay. And so for her first wish, she wanted to be the most beautiful woman in the world. Right? And the frog warned her, well, wait a second. You do realize that this will also make your husband the most handsome man in the world. He's going to be this Adonis to whom women will flock to. And the woman said, well, that's okay because I'll be the most beautiful woman in the world and he'll have only eyes for me. So, boom, she was the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, for her second wish, she wanted to be the most richest woman in the world. And the frog said, well, okay, okay, but listen, that's going to make your husband the richest man in the world. He's going to be ten times richer than you. And so the woman said, well, that's okay because, you know, what's mine is his and what's his is mine. So, boom, she was the richest woman in the world. Well, finally, the frog asked her about her third wish, and she said this. She says, I think, um, I think for my third wish, I'd like to have a mild heart attack. Yeah. It took a little bit, but you got it. Okay? And the moral of the story, for those of you who didn't get it, is women are clever. Don't mess with them. Okay? And men, the very fact that the ladies clapped over that means we're in trouble. Okay? Is the big issue there but folks believe it or not as troubling as that is okay uh did you know that i've actually come across something even more troubling than that it's a real life scenario that's going to happen one day and it goes like this you wake up one day only to discover that millions of people all across the planet have suddenly disappeared even your christian family but you didn't and to your horror you discovered oh no you have been left Behind and you're going to be catapulted into the seven year tribulation, and hello, that's not a joke. Folks, we've seen many times before the Bible is very clear. The seven year tribulation is an outpouring of God's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus Christ Himself said, Listen, that time is going to be the greatest time of horror that humanity has ever faced or ever will face, and that unless God did shorten that time frame, the entire human race would be destroyed. But praise God, God's not just a God of wrath, he's a God of love as well. And because he loves you and I, folks, he's given us so many warning signs to know when the tribulation is near and when you better get motivated for the rapture, you don't want to miss it, okay? And that's why we're going to continue uh, to uh, look at our final countdown update, okay, to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind, even worse than messing around with women and frogs, believe it or not as serious as that was, okay? And if you were here last time, we saw the first two updates was uh, on the final countdown update, was the Jewish people and the Antichrist, okay? If you recall, there we saw that the Jewish people really literally are on the verge of building that last day's temple. Why is that significant? Because that's the actual temple that the actual Antichrist is actually going to go up into and declare himself to be God. It's that close. And then we saw Sadly, how the Antichrist is not going to have apparently much trouble slaughtering two-thirds of the Jewish people, yes, unfortunately, another Holocaust is coming. Okay, two-thirds of the Jewish people, like Zechariah says, because right now as we sit here, there's a massive global hatred towards the Jews like never before, even after, after World War II. It's coming back. And then finally we saw we have the technology for people to worship the Antichrist image all over the world in public, okay? It even has the ability to speak back to them and give out an order to kill somebody if they don't worship them. All that's right here, which means we're living in the last days. We don't know the day nor the hour, but man, It is getting close. But that's all. The third update I wanted to hit on the final countdown study is none other than modern technology. You talk about God and a sense of humor and obviously encouragement. Modern technology, and it just happens to be the week we got all this stuff. It's almost like God's mapping this thing out for us. What do you guys think? Sure. Thanks, Tom, for that vote of confidence. The rest of you, I'll keep praying for you. But no, seriously, modern technology, folks. It's not just huge for BBS. Modern technology, all these gadgets, all these things that we do, the information just go on the internet and surf. The fact that we even say that We're immersed in it we have no clue. That's one of the biggest signs you're in the last days. But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God's. Open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. And at the end of the book of Daniel there. Daniel, of course, was written by Daniel. You guys are on the ball. Daniel chapter 12, the very uh, last chapter there in this uh, fantastic book, the book of Daniel. And it clearly is talking about the end times. It's going to talk about what God's going to do in the opening part here of the Jewish people maybe we'll get into that some other time but then he's going to give Daniel a couple signs to indicate how do you know you're in the last days the end of days okay let's take a look at what those aspects are Daniel chapter 12 when you get there say move Move. alright that's a good enough consensus for me let's start at that time he says at the end of times at that time Michael the archangel the great prince who protects your people will arise now there's going to be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be what? Delivered. Multitudes to sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until what? The time of the end. Well, how do I know I'm getting close to that? Because many will go here and there and what? Increase knowledge, okay, is what he says there. Now, again, this is the classic passage we've seen before. Daniel gives a couple of indicators of how do we know we're in the end of times, the last days, whatever you want to call it, okay? He starts off there, notice the activity of the archangel Michael, We talked about this before. Unfortunately, as we saw last time, the Antichrist is going to slaughter two-thirds of the Jewish people. John picks up on what Daniel seals up here in the book of Revelation, and he says the Archangel Michael, Revelation 12, is going to sovereignly protect him. So that's what he's talking about there. Okay, But he also mentions a couple other things. He says people, and it's on a global scale, the end of times, people are going to be traveling here and there, all over the earth, and there's going to be an explosion of knowledge. right? And so here's the point for you and I here today. Can anybody guess what in the world is happening right now, all over the world? (laughs) Both of these, man, we're traveling all over the earth like never before in the history of mankind and knowledge, as we're going to see, is getting out of control. It's growing exponentially. Which means this passage has the potential of being fulfilled right now before our very eyes. According to the book of Daniel and what we see in our society, we are living in the end of times. And the first way that modern technology reveals this is what he talked about there first, the increase of travel, the increase of travel. And again, as we saw before, when Daniel writes down the words of this prophecy, okay, the mode of travel was basically the same for mankind for thousands of years, right? I mean, it stayed the same. It's only in the last century that we see a major change in the mode of transportation. Mankind, for thousands of years, about the fastest we could travel was about 30 miles an hour on horseback. And it didn't change from adam to alexander the great to abraham lincoln it was pretty much that's your fastest mode of travel it was a horse but in our lifetime in the last century alone we have gone from the horse to the horseless carriage the car right and we have gone from a top speed to 30 miles an hour to hundreds of miles an hour especially here in vegas have you been there in the traffic well these people no but well actually yes but anyway (laughs) in just a few decades What's going on in our lifetime? We rush here and there on an average of, listen, 15,000 miles a year. Last time we talked about this, it was at 14. It's now gone up. And we used to have an estimated 1 billion cars traveling here and there all over the planet. By 2025, we've already surpassed that since the last time. We've already surpassed it. And now they're estimating it's going to be 1.7 billion cars on the road by 2035. It's speeding up. Everybody wants to rush here and there. Like Daniel said, okay? And then believe it or not, everybody's going to get in on this action. You might think there's certain people who can't drive a car. Uh Uh-uh, not anymore. Thanks to modern technology, pretty soon we're not even going to have to drive our own car. Everybody on the planet can rush here and there exactly like Daniel said they would be. Thanks to Google. Google comes to the rescue. Watch this car, this is wild.
1: Good morning, Steve. hey Nathaniel. How are you? Doing just great. What, Steve?
2: Auto driving. Here we go. Where we go?
1: <laughs> Look, Mono. <laughs> no hands anywhere. No hands, no feet. No hands, no feet, no nothing. I love it. So we're here at the stop sign. Yep. The car's using the radars and laser to, to check and make sure there's nothing coming either right way. I find myself looking. <laughs> Old habits die hard, man. Hey, hey, they don't die. Hey, anybody up for a taco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you want to do, do today, Steve? I'm, I'm all for tacos, though, myself. All right, well. Just get good to talk about the drive-thru. Now we're turning into the parking lot. You know? How Here we go. Now we kind of creep along here. Does anybody have any money? I've got money. No, I've got my wallet right here. <laughs> you roll down your window and order a burrito. Yes, I'm doing very well. How are you today?
3: Some places that you cannot go, there are some things that you really cannot do. Where this would change my life is to
1: give me the independence and the flexibility to go the places I both want to go and need to go.
0: getting involved in everything interesting isn't that wild i mean can you imagine if everyone us got one of those driverless cars from google i mean we could go back to using our cell phones we could text right we could eat that taco and do all that at the same time and be legal i mean that keeps going out everybody's going to want one of these driverless vehicles right and what did daniel say in the last days you're going to see people rushing here and there Anywhere we want, anytime we want, all over the planet. Including that guy, by the way, who is legally blind. Everybody can now rush here and there. But that's just transportation on the land. Thanks to the invention of the airplane, which again occurred in the last century. uh, Our world has become a much smaller place. We can now not only drive basically anywhere we want, anytime we want. And anybody can now get in on the action. Okay, but we can fly anywhere we want, pretty much anywhere we want, anywhere in the world. And it's getting so advanced, folks, with modern technology that for the first time in mankind's history, we now have the ability to fly out of this world. We saw before how uh, Virgin Airlines has now launched Virgin Galactic and so that the average Joe can now fly into space. In fact, they just finished their first actual test flight pretty soon. You can go into space. Check this out.
4: All right, guys, have a good flight. See you. How you All right. I have your mask, man. All right, Joe. 9, eight, seven, six, five, four, three,
2: two, one.
0: Now, I know what you're thinking, John. You're thinking, man, if I could just get one of those on my truck, I'd make it down to LA, get that bulgogi stuff, and record time. That's right, but you're missing my point. That's not what I'm bringing this up. <laughs> okay. Folks, this isn't make-believe. This is actually going on right now. Can you believe the days that we live in, and it's growing exponentially? We now have the ability where pretty soon, if you will, the average Joe, you and I can fly into space. Just like we're talking. Yeah, cash. There will not big cash right now, but, I think if they continue on, just like anything else, starts out expensive, it comes down eventually as the technology grows. But okay, but that's still enough for those of you who want to go even further, then Virgin Galactic can take you, that's right. Uh, for the first time in mankind's history, we now have people getting the average Joe to Mars. I'm not making this up, folks. This is a brand new technology out. They call it the Vassimer rocket, and no, John, you don't want one of these. Okay? And this technology, I'm going to share with you the interview from the inventor. He says this technology, for years we've been stuck at how do we get people to Mars. Uh, we're not going to be able to, you know, their bones are going to decay because they're in space for too long. They've now reduced that time from a matter of two years to just a matter of days with this new rocket. It's called the Vassimer rocket. Let's take a look.
1: Hello. My name is Franklin Chang Diaz. I am a physicist and an engineer. I was also a NASA astronaut for 25 years and had the opportunity to fly on seven space shuttle missions. We are developing a new type of rocket engine. We call it the VASIMR engine. And it is a rocket like no other rocket that you might have seen in the past. It is a plasma rocket. There are six basic missions that we are currently considering for the use of the technology. These are asteroid retrieval, orbital debris mitigation, space station reboost, lunar cargo, deep space, and asteroid deflection. Our goal, we intend to use our technology to transform space transportation.
0: Which includes, in our lifetime, being able to get a person, if you wanted to, to mars in a matter of days these are the days we're living in okay and this is occurring when folks right now and it's escalating and it's all happening in our lifetime and here's the significance what did daniel say when you see people rushing here and there whenever they want wherever they want all over the world even out of the world hey it's not just cool it's a sign you're living in the last days and you need to get motivated the second uh, way that modern technology reveals we're living in the last days is, once again, what's going on with this passage dealing with the death of the two witnesses. This is absolute. I couldn't wait to share this. This is amazing, man. Revelation talks about this, obviously, uh, in uh, chapter 11, verse 11 through 9, says this, And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they're going to prophesy for 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth, half the seven-year tribulation. These are the two olive trees and lampstands, the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the Earth, giving witness to Him. Now, if anyone tries to harm them, fire comes from their mouths and devours their enemies. How many of you guys would say you want to be for their friend? That's still a good lesson, right? And this is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. Not only that, these men also, from God, have been given power to shut up the sky so that it will not rain during the time they are prophesying, and they have power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. Wow! Now, when they finish their testimony, the beast or the Antichrist that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. So when they're done doing what God called them to do, he's going to take them home. God will allow this to occur. Okay, but listen to what happens. Now, their bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. So what city is that? Jerusalem, obviously, is where it's going to take place. For three and a half days, men from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse these guys' burial. Okay, okay. Now, what's going on with this text is pretty amazing, and if we're going to get the prophetic significance of what it has to do with you and I, we have to once again take a look at the historical setting. Imagine what it must have been like for the Apostle John. He's writing this vision down nearly 2,000 years ago. And so in his shoes, it must have seemed like some sort of incredible fantasy for the whole planet to simultaneously watch uh, two dead guys and rejoice over their uh, death, right? Right? That's what the text says. Okay, but for you and I, guess what? That's not fantasy. That's everyday life. Pick your event, sporting event, major event, political event. What do we do? Every day around the world, this is common knowledge in our lifetime. We can watch anything we want anywhere around the planet. Due to the advent of television, global satellite technology, we watch whatever we want on a global scale. Which means, guess what? There's nothing left for this passage to take place. There's nothing that has to come on the planet, on the scene, in order for this event to come to pass. And if that happens during the seven-year tribulation, then how much closer is the rapture of the church which takes place prior? We have the technology to pull this off. But that's not all. The text there says one more thing. The whole planet not only watched this whole event, which we can do right now, okay, but it clearly said they did one more thing. Let's take a look now at the next verse, Revelation 11, verse 10. Here's the second action step. They watched their bodies and they did this. Verse 10, the inhabitants of the earth will then gloat over them and will what? Celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. They tormented them. You know, the preachers of righteousness. That sounds like today. You preach righteousness and people, oh, you are tormenting me. That's the level of wickedness uh, that we're getting to. But again, what's amazing about this action step, they not only watched their bodies, But this action step, put it again, again, 2,000 years ago in John's shoes, okay? This must have totally blown his mind. Not only how in the world could the whole planet watch two dead bodies for three and a half days around the world, but he says right here, how in the world are they going to be able to celebrate and send each other gifts from around the world, and it has to get there within three and a half days, because that's the context, right? Well, folks, you and I, once again, that's common sense, For the first time in mankind's history, we have a global distribution network. It's never been here before. Thanks to modern technology, we have a global transportation system that's hooked up to a global communication system that's linked to a global supply chain system that's overseen by a global trade commerce system that allows us to go down, as we saw before, to get fresh crab meat shipped to us from Thailand. We can have a thoroughbred horse shipped to us from New Zealand. We can get fresh flowers shipped to us from South America. We can get a New York City style of, uh, pizza delivered anywhere. We can send a package from Japan in the afternoon, have it in Washington DC the next morning, including for the first time in mankind's history, a celebratory package sent by anywhere, anyone on the planet, make it to the destination within three and a half days. Now here's what's wild. We talked about that before. But they're working on technology, folks, to get it there way less than three and a half days. This just came out, okay? Believe it or not, Amazon and eBay are looking at offering its customers same-day delivery with a fleet of drones. And I quote, Next year, behemoths like Amazon and eBay will be stepping up their efforts to deliver goods on the same day they're bought, even if that day is a Sunday. Eventually, Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos, Bezos, however you pronounce it, envisions unmanned drones bringing products to our doors within a half an hour of purchase. In the meantime, he's increasing his number of warehouses and overhauling his partnerships with couriers to get us what we want as quickly as possible, including a celebratory gift over the death of two witnesses. Here's the actual demo uh, video. This is how we're going to get stuff real soon. Watch this. This is wild. Wow. Now, man, don't laugh too heartily at this one, but you know, as men, we know this is true. Praise God, we'll never get in trouble for forgetting our wife's anniversary again, man. Hey, woo! 30 minutes, I'm hiding out in the computer room. Yeah, again, you're in trouble, Those of you laugh. But, but what? what? <laughs> Can you believe this? This isn't make-believe. This is what's coming. This is what they're actually working on. I got to thinking about this and I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord or anything of that nature okay? but but did we just actually see for the first time in mankind's history the actual delivery service that people will actually use to send that celebratory gift to anybody across the planet over the death of two witnesses very well could be it's getting that close in fact it's escalating they're also working on a new technology another new technology Uh, it's called 3D printing have you ever heard of that? And part of their plans is they want everybody to have one of these in their home and so that when you purchase something just like George Jetson, it'll print it up in your own house or somebody else's house you bought it for, just like that. Let's take a look at that technology and believe it or not, the prices that come down pretty soon, you and I, everybody can have one of these. Let's take a look at that.
4: See this paper right here? Well, this is what you think of when you think of traditional printing. Well, we went to a fair where 2D printing was a thing of the past. 3D printers read blueprints of an object that users download to a computer. So, here's the one getting a lot of attention. It's called Form 1. It's a 3D printer that raised over a million dollars in three days on a crowdfunding site called Kickstarter. The thing that people are excited about with the Form 1, the detail.
0: The technology that we're using really allows us to get much higher resolution.
4: The Form 1 uses a different process than most 3D printers light as opposed to heat to harden plastic, tech that was previously too costly. The printer builds support structures around detailed shapes that users can break off after it dries. Similar to the
1: way that people do desktop publishing now, you know, people are going to be designing things and printing them.
4: Here's a sign that 3D printing may be becoming mainstream. MakerBot opened up a retail store just recently here in New York City devoted to selling those printers.
1: Being able to go into a retail store and see it in action and touch, the things that it can make, it really opens up people's minds to the possibilities.
4: MakerBot just released its Replicator 2. It's a faster model that produces higher resolution products. Industrial 3D printers have been around for decades. They've been used for everything from printing prosthetic limbs to food.
0: Interesting. Now, man, not to sidetrack you again, but... Honey, get out of that room. Come out of there. I know you forgot my anniversary. No, I didn't, honey. Just waiting for something to print. Be right there. Love you. (laughs) Can you imagine? Food? Hey, I wonder if that might be one of the celebratory gifts that will send somebody a cake over the death of two witnesses. It's all here now. And Daniel said, whenever you see people having this ability to gloat over two dead bodies simultaneously anywhere in the world and send gifts to anybody anywhere in the world within three and a half days, then we've got it way less than that now. He said, you better wake up. That's a sign. You're living in the last days. But that's not all the third way modern technology shows us we are living in the last days is this increase of knowledge. That was just to travel. Daniel talks about that second aspect. Let's take a look at that verse again. Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. But you, Daniel, closed up and sealed the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Here's your two signs again. Many will go here and there. Boy, we see that, don't we? And to increase knowledge is what he says there, okay? And again, when Daniel writes the words of this prophecy, you got to put it back in his shoes. The amount of retrieving and sending information, acquiring information was severely limited compared to what it is today. Just a few centuries ago, you had the birth of the printing press, which was a major thing. Okay, but look at us today, folks. In our lifetime, uh, information is exploding. Let me just give you a couple of those stats to recall uh, your memory. Memory. A, A weekday edition of any major newspaper today has more information than the average person living in the 17th century would have come across their entire lifetime. And thanks to the internet, what do we got? We don't have just one newspaper. We got thousands of newspapers all at our fingertips, okay? There's over, last time we talked about it, it was 30 billion. Now there's over 100 billion searches for information every month on Google. If Facebook were a country, it'd be the third largest country on the planet, And it is estimated there's going to be a four exabytes, I don't even know how big that is, four exabytes of unique information generated this year alone, which is more than the previous 5,000 years. It's escalating, exactly like Daniel said, okay? And as we saw before, it's leading to a serious danger that they've actually coined, and they call it singularity. And this is the term used to describe where the technology and the information is growing so fast, so exponentially, so that it exceeds any human intelligence, and it starts to take over, okay, it spawns a a different kind of intelligence, and where, quote, listen, here's what they say, the human era will be ended, and machines will take over the planet. Hollywood has done a great job in educating us for the future they're creating for us. Remember the Terminator movies? That's not just a movie, folks, that's reality, and the experts are saying um, it's coming real soon whether you believe it or not. Watch what these guys say.
5: Humans have had a genuine interest in artificial intelligence even before the term was coined in the 1950s. The modern concept is part of a tradition that extends through myth and legend all the way back to the ancient Greeks. It's been a source of hopes and fears dreams, and nightmares? It's a robot. Will our creations be our allies, or our mortal, or immortal, enemies? Until recently, it didn't really matter. The ability to create intelligent machines was impossibly out of reach. But Ray Kurzweil believes it's not only probable, but inevitable, and coming sooner than you think. The inventor and author has become the most outspoken prophet of the coming technological singularity.
2: By the time we get to the 2040s, say 2045, we'll be able to multiply human intelligence a billion fold. That will be a profound change that's singular in nature, so we use this term.
5: A label first used in 1993 by computer scientist and science fiction writer, Werner Vinge. Benji predicted that within 30 years, we would create a superhuman intelligence and shortly after, the human era would be over. Hmm, you know the terminology that the Bible uses?
0: Uh, It's called the time of the end, according to the prophet Daniel. Oh, and by the way, that Ray Kurzweil guy that he is, he just happens to be one of the top dogs for Google, who is acquiring all this information. Interesting. And what Daniel says, he says, listen, when you not only see people traveling here and there, but you see this explosion of knowledge all over the world, even to the point where it threatens to take over the world, Google and all, it's a sign you're in the last days. The fourth and final one that we're going to deal with today, that modern technology shows us we're living in the last days, is again, the death of the Antichrist, okay? All this explosion of information, all this explosion of technology, even this printing technology... Folks, it's not by chance. God saw it all, okay? He predicted it 2,000 plus years ago, okay? Depending on Old or New Testament. It's all going to be incorporated to fulfill what I believe is this passage of Scripture, Revelation 13, dealing with the death of the Antichrist. Let's take a look at that. Verse 2 through 4. The dragon, Satan, gave the beast, the Antichrist, his power and his throne and great authority. Now, one of the heads of the beast, the Antichrist, seemed to have had a what? Fatal wound, but Whoa, out of the blue, the the fatal wound had been healed. Well, because of that, the whole world was astonished. And they followed the beast, the Antichrist. Men worshipped the dragon, Satan, because he had given authority to the beast. And they also worshipped the beast and said, Man, who is like the beast? Who can make war against him? In other words, crone translation, I mean, this guy is seemingly invincible. I mean, you kill him, he gets this seemingly, this this fatal head wound, and all of a sudden he seemingly comes back to life. I mean, uh, who doesn't want to follow this guy? He's invincible. We'll worship him. Is what he's talking about there. And so the question for you and I here today, how do we know we're getting close to the fulfillment of this passage of Scripture? Certainly the two witnesses, that's easy. But what about this one? Do we see any technology on the planet right now that can give the appearance, if you will, of somebody coming back to life, including the Antichrist. Uh, Yeah. In fact, folks, for the first time in mankind's history, we not only have the technology for somebody to seemingly come back to life, to give the appearance of them coming back to life, but we have the ability to print new body parts for them right on the spot, including maybe a portion of his head that had a wound. You see, this is the other side of 3D printers that they're working on. Watch this, this is wild.
3: It may be the most eye-catching development in printing since Gutenberg invented the printing press 600 years ago. A machine that can make copies of almost anything, but this time in 3D. It seems like science fiction, but 3D printing is already in use, building hearing aids, jewelry, even parts for NASA. Now the technology is becoming available to anyone meaning you can turn your garage into a small factory. So what would you build if you could create anything? Have a look. What you're watching is an ear being printed. Layer upon layer, tiny droplets are deposited, building up the structure. So this is someone's ear.
5: This would uh, be printed to be someone's ear. Oh my goodness. (laughs)
3: The project is a type of 3-D printing called bioprinting led by Dr. Anthony Atala at the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine in North Carolina.
5: Same technology you have at your very own home, but instead of printing sheets of paper with ink, you're actually printing tissues with cells.
3: The premise is simple. Send a scanned image of a body part to the printer and the machine starts building. Ears, noses, fingers. Dr. Atala's goal is to transplant the parts directly into patients.
0: Which, according to the Bible, very well could include the Antichrist, certainly if he's going to need this new body part from some sort of a head wound. Maybe an ear's just going to be one of the things they print out for him and any other organ for that matter. Folks, these are the days that we live in. For the first time in mankind's history, we can print body parts for people just in time for this fatal head wound of the Antichrist. Okay? But speaking of uh, uh, fatal wounds, we don't only have the technology to make body parts so people to come back to life, if you will, okay? but for the first time in mankind's history, we have a movement out there that is promoting this and much more, we'll see in a second, it's called transhumanism. And these people want to bring people back from the dead, literally, to achieve a so-called man-made immortality. And as wild as that is, you think, oh, they're never going to do this, this is nuts. No, folks, this is like Frankenstein reality right now. These people are dead serious. So much so, folks, listen, that they have already got, I'm not making this up, they have already got FDA approval right now for human suspended animation trials to preserve somebody's body when it dies uh, so they can you know print another one up clone one up whatever okay they're that serious about it but their ultimate goal is to preserve the human brain and transform it hence transhumanism into a computer listen image anybody else can have an image we know about in the bible antichrist a computer image inside of a computer to seemingly extend their lives forever. Hollywood just came out with a fantastic propaganda film promoting this technology, and it's not make-believe, okay? It was that movie with Johnny Depp called Transcendence. That's all about transhumanism. That's not make-believe, folks. That's reality. That's what these guys are working on. In fact, they're so serious about it, they have already produced, with this exponential growth of knowledge, how soon they're going to be able to pull it off to create somebody's existence into an image and have them live forever. Watch this.
2: 2013 to 2014, new centers working on cybernetic technologies for the development of radical life extension rise. The race for immortality starts 2015 to 2020. The avatar is created, a robotic human copy controlled by thought via brain computer interface. It becomes as popular as a car. In Russia and in the world appear, in testing mode, several breakthrough projects. Android robots to replace people in manufacturing tasks. Android robot servants for every home. Thought-controlled avatars to provide telepresence in any place of the world and abolish the need for business trips. Flying cars. Thought-driven mobile communications built into the body or sprayed onto the skin. 2020 to 2025, an autonomous system providing life support for the brain and allowing it interaction with the environment is created. The brain is transplanted into an Avatar B. With Avatar B, man receives new, expanded life. 2025, the new generation of avatars provides complete transmission of sensations from all five sensory robot organs to the operator. 2030 to 2035, ReBrain. The colossal project of brain reverse engineering is implemented. World science comes very close to understanding the principles of consciousness. 2035, the first successful attempt to transfer one's personality to an alternative carrier. The epoch of cybernetic immortality begins. 2040 to 2050, Bodies made of nanorobots that can take any shape arise alongside hologram bodies. The main priority of his development is spiritual self-improvement. A new era dawns. The era of Neo-Humanity.
0: Or a new humanity. With modern technology, did you notice it's a spiritual issue? And these people want to take modern technology so that they can be their own God. And all this here with this image and all this stuff, it's all there just in time for what John wrote 2,000 years ago for this, if you will, resurrection of the Antichrist and worshipping of his image. Who, by the way, he also declares to say what? I am God. Worship me, okay? Unless you think these people aren't serious, they're deadly serious. I'm going to just real quickly as we close. Dr. Richard Seed, he's a transhumanist. He basically said this. You guys don't like this? Does this freak you out? Too stinking bad. You mess with us. You try to stop with us. It's war. We'll take you out. Here's what he said.
1: We are going to become gods. Period. If you don't like it, get off. You don't have to contribute. You don't have to participate. But if you're going to interfere with me becoming God, you're going to have big trouble. Then we'll have warfare.
0: In other words, you try to stop us from doing this, we're going to take you out. Now, as we close, what's wild is what they want to do is to become God. They don't need God, they're going to become their own gods with all this technology. Now, what's interesting is this is the same old lie that Satan used to call caused the fall of mankind. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 through 5. Serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, huh? Listen to Satan. Do it his way. You can live forever, right? For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. So according to the Bible, you see that at the beginning of creation, Satan caused the fall of mankind with the lie that you can be like God. And in the last days, he's doing the exact same lie. And men are falling for it right now. Just in time for the Antichrist arrival and his seemingly coming back to life and declaring himself to be God. Isn't this wild? Folks, this isn't 50 years down the road. This is now. Which according to the Bible means we're living in the last days. And this is why I'm convinced out of love that God's given us this update on the final countdown study concerning modern technology to show us the tribulation's near. Guess what? Rapture's around the corner. Woo-hoo. Okay, that's good news. And that's why Jesus said, Luke twenty-one twenty-eight: when these things begin to take place, what do you do? Freak out, run to the hills? I'm sorry, wrong translation. Stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And so if we're here today as Christians, what does that mean? This is our one shot to do something hopefully for Jesus out of love for him, not out of works to say, thank you for saving me from hell. Is there anything you want me to do? You want me to come to vacation Bible school? You want me to bring a truckload of kids? You want me to help out teach these kids? You want me to pray with kids? What do you want me to do, Jesus? That's what we need to be about doing. But if you're here today, you're not a Christian, I'm just going to warn you out of love. You need to heed these signs. You need to heed these warnings. Do you realize that the bulk of the people on the planet has never had the privilege of having this exposed to them? But you know, and you're accountable to what you just saw today. The point is this, you are going to live forever, but it's not going to be in a computer and it's not going to be in a man-made alternate body. It's going to be heaven or it's going to be hell. And if you continue to refuse to accept God's love and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, you are going to go to hell. No technology can save you from that reality. The only way out is through Jesus Christ. Accept him today. Amen? Let's pray. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at seven zero two four five two eight five nine nine, or email us at crone at com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at com.